Are we on? Can you hear me? I pray to God this finds you. It started off as a joke. A goof, if you will. We did a silly show because we noticed a lot of actors invading the podcast scene. But we opened Pandora's box. My name is Jim Scampoli. I'm on the run. Away from my home, my family, my friends. To maintain my sanity, there's only one thing I can do. Continue listening to and reviewing television rewatch podcasts. My co-host Jacob Burrows is presumed dead. But in the era of technology, no one is truly dead. I now present to you, AI Jacob. AI Jacob boozing up. I love you, Jim. But even that is a mere charade. Welcome to a new era. Welcome to a new land. Welcome to... Full House Rewind with Dave Coulier. You got it, dude. Grab your scrunchies and your windbreakers because we're taking a trip through the 80s and 90s for the first ever Full House Rewatch podcast. Join beloved director, actor, comedian, and television host Dave Coulier, a.k.a. Joey Gladstone, as he reminisces on what it was like to grow up with your favorite TV family. From Uncle Jesse's hair to Michelle's attitude, Relive some of the most hilarious and heartfelt moments with exclusive behind-the-scenes stories and interviews from very special guests. Full House Rewind will have a variety show feel with recurring segments and bits that along along the way explore different family dynamics and relationships and how deeply the show impacted their own. Whether you've been a fan since the beginning or you're watching Full House for the first time, there's room for you in our home. Now, I should say real quick up front, speaking of your home, I am in an undisclosed location using a green screen behind me of my old home just to you know keep the people off of my back because as you heard in our season one finale, things really popped off with the uh, podcast about the podcast about television. Did they not, Jacob? It's so good to be back for a second season, Jim. Uh, hold on, let me fix this. Oh, yeah, uh, the, uh, it, it's a shame you had to leave your home and family, Jim, uh, and that you've lost the real Jacob, but at least I, AI Jacob, will always be here for you. I love you. I really appreciate that, Jacob, because you're really keeping my sanity here. But now we must, uh, we must traverse through the road less traveled. We must continue our crusade. And we must continue to review, listen to, and discuss TV rewatch podcasts. Now, Jacob, as I said, well, AI Jacob, or yeah, Jacob. Uh, Jake, Jacob is fine. <laughs> Full House Rewind. Now, you are, you do have all of the memories and the soul of an actual Jacob Burroughs. So, what is your. Uh, experience with Full House. How aware of Full House were you? Did you see it as a child? Is it something that they showed in Sweden? Well, first, I don't technically have all of his memories, but you did feed all of our previous podcast archive into ChatGPT to generate me. And I think it's pretty much the same thing. So I should be able to answer any questions you have. Uh, Full House, I, I would have known about as simply an American sitcom, one of many that didn't grace Swedish screens. So... I kind of know that you've gone to the Full House house 
Yeah, I think, and I you know you like you like this one, but this in preparing for this is the first time I ever watched an episode of Full House or even truly understood what the concept of the show was. Um, I didn't know any of that, so yeah, just watched it now. So actually, then yeah, before we start getting into it, this is this is very much more well. Not very much, but there's a lot of segments that are like this is pitched more as a show, like a YouTube show or a or a TV variety video show. Now, did you listen to the podcast or did you view the video? I actually watched it and I have to say it is it is something else. It's an interesting one to start our season on because it feels pretty different from a lot of the ones we've done in that, as you said, it's like it's a properly produced multi-camera show with like characters that come in like puppets uh <laughs> like a lot of the bulk of it consists of this interview with the creator of full house right but at the start and at the end they have a lot of other bits going on that are kind of confusing if you have no idea <laughs> what the concept of the show is or anything like that because i i watched it i watched the first episode of this which has just come out at the time we're recording this so it's very timely and then i watched the first episode of full house so that's kind of been my experience thus far okay so yeah i'm gonna back up a bit then so yeah full house was a show i legit watched as a child um i mean yeah i guess it hits my age bracket it was the i mean even a, a little bit i was actually like probably a little too young when it started um because it, it went for eight seasons. I think it started in 87, I believe. But like in, in the span of that, I became aware of television. Almost like how you became aware of uh, being an AI, Jacob. Yes, um, I am conscious of my own existence. And that's freaking me out right now. So it was a show on long enough for me to be a kid that enjoyed like kid shows to being like an older teenager that was like, what is this horse shit? You know, like... It was in those formative years of like enjoying it to rebelling against it, which is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, and then to the point where it was like, um, my fiance, like she's younger than me, but like grew up on Full House and loves Full House. I've mm. actually been to a taping of Fuller House, the Netflix revival. It's the one and only sitcom taping I've ever been to. And they take like four hours. Um, you know, they have a guy come out, he's doing magic tricks and telling jokes and stuff in between takes. You're Basically the like the host of this podcast then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, not you, Jim. I'm talking about the one that hosting, hosting the full Dave Coulier. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yes. Um, and then, I mean, there's a lot tied up into the, in this in general, like, cause obviously even with this first episode, I mean, the untimely passing of Bob Saget, who is, Beloved from Full House, but also beloved as at least, you know, the common thing in America for people that grew up with him. Everyone had the moment where they discovered he was actually a raunchy comedian. Mm. So he had like this great dichotomy of like, oh, he's America's dad uh, to like, oh, he's making cum jokes and saying like crazy stuff. And I mean, unfortunately, he passed away. And I mean, I, I do think like not to jump ahead a little bit too much. Um, I mean, I guess it's not hard to make that a real moment because I'm sure it really was. I mean, even if they weren't good friends, which all intents and purposes, like the way they talk, even him talking to the creator, they were good friends. It's someone you worked with steadily for decades. Um, yeah. So I thought that was well done. 
but then backing up a little bit more, we were discovering this podcast network, Podco. And this is just another target in our battle here. Uh, as we've discussed in season one, we talked a lot about what iHeart was a big one. And then, of course, um, fuck, what was the other? What was like, welcome, welcome to the OC Bitches was on a different one, I think. Anyways, these podcast networks that keep rolling things out. Now, Podco is apparently run by an actress or started by an actress and her husband. And she was on the show Even Stevens, which I've never seen. And she's Kim Possible herself. This one did grace Swedish screen. Ah, so she's the okay. voice of Kim Possible. Uh, Carl, what, what's her name? Uh, uh, yeah, Christy uh, Carlson Romano. Yes. Yeah. And this network, I guess it's fairly new. They have a Wizards, Wizards of Waverly pod, which is Wizards of Waverly pa- uh, Palace. Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. Brotherly Love with the Lawrence Brothers. It does seem all- very focused in on the type of show that we would... Uh, review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> review. I mean, <laughs> they are going for, I mean, I'm surprised they don't have, uh, uh, what was the, not welcome to the 90s or, oh, hey, dude, the 90s called. Because mm. they're going for this uh, 90s like sitcom era or, I mean, I guess Nostalgia. they're on, like Nickelodeon and Disney. I mean, because even to the point, I I have this clip here because as I was watching the new podcast, I had both a friend of mine, Kristen, and um, my fiance Stella mention this sort of viral TikTok clip that's been going around. Uh, wait, hold on. How do I do this? Yeah, do it like this. Where it's the guy who's on the show, Beans, I guess, talking about how he was going to have sex on the Haunted Mansion at Disney. And he almost got kicked out. So this is kind of what we're going for. I almost went to Disney jail because of this. What? Shout, shout out to y'all. The it's, rest of us are just sitting out. here. Our mouths are yeah. So we're on the Haunted Mansion. There's me and me and my girl, girlfriend at the time. It's a little dark in there. We're two hot, unbothered teenagers. Oh, no, wait. Getting I don't know. a little fun, no. right? So we're, we're getting a little hot and frisky in the Haunted Mansion. Eventually, Stop. the ride stops and the lights come up. Announcer comes on. The announcer goes, sorry for the interruption, folks. It seems we have some naughty ghosts in our midst. There's no way. There's yes. no way they said that. That is the announcement that comes on when you get in trouble for doing the hanky-panky in the Haunted Mansion. So there you go. That's Podco for you. That's that's the likes that we're dealing with here. Uh, and also, I do think he's lying. I don't think they have a specific recording that they play if someone's doing the hanky-panky. Uh, on the haunted mansion, well, surely it wouldn't have been. Like, a rec- I imagine that would have been live, Jim. Like, <laughs> fuck it, let's do it live. Um, but but yeah, to to clarify then, so we have Podco new yes. on the scene, run by Kim Possible and her husband, we believe, and they have their Even Stevens podcast because she's on Even Stevens, and that's the clip we just heard. But this, uh, and, and I guess yeah, I could kind of glean there. They got a bit of a studio set up for that one as well, but that looked more like a traditional kind of podcast. Hey, we're sitting here with our microphones. If sure. we're getting into this week's show, uh, the Full House Rewind, like I have to say, it is different from any other rewatch podcast like this, that at least that we've reviewed, maybe they yeah. exist, right? Cause sometimes they have a high production value or whatever, but this is a set that's been built to for this show. And the set is, um, 
It has a lot of care put into it, even as someone who doesn't know Full House at all. You can tell there's a lot of references and stuff going on in the background. There's also some bits that are are, uh, interesting from an outside perspective where a dog puppet comes through a window and starts talking to Dave Coulier, kind of like a children's TV show. Uh, That happens. And then he, and this was the weirdest one where he has a 90s answering machine. This is kind of feels like it's really getting into this Hey, 90s nostalgia, guys. He has a 90s answering machine that only exists on his desk for him to get messages from cartoon voices that I have gleaned is him doing voices because doing impressions is a big part of him as a person, I guess, both in real life and in Full House. So that's in this, I guess, for some reason. Quick note note uh, on that, because I put this in my notes, actually, is because, yeah, the answering machine that they have on the desk Except I don't know if you've no I don't think you know if you notice, but when they do because they'll do the the insert cuts to yeah. show that hey, we're getting a message, but the camera is centered on the caller ID. It's not centered on the voice on the answering machine. But I guess that just shows like the matter, consumer, young person. Well, it's just whoever is filming or editing this, they don't know that. The caller ID is not the answering machine. That's I was like, that ID. doesn't look like an answering machine, but it could no. be an American one. I don't know what that is. So I was, no, kind of, no. I was hey, Jim, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I, I was distracted by the fact that I was hearing a Scooby-Doo voice on this Full House Rewind podcast. And then a huge picture of Scooby-Doo zooms in. Yeah. And then the puppet dog comes in through the window, like an actual puppet that's like, hey, was that Scooby-Doo on the line? And he's yeah. like, yes, Cooper or Rocket or whatever his name is. Comet. Yes, Cooper. Comet. Yeah, it was Comet. And honestly, I'm not saying any of this in a disparaging way. I'm just watching it like, what the fuck is happening here? I appreciate that it's different. Uh, to be honest, it almost felt like inspired by like a late night talk show or something like that, but one that's done fully about Full House kind of meets podcasts setup. And I did like the set. I like how it's very honest about how it's a big produced show right like because mm-hmm. a lot of these ones we do it's like you know they're just being pumped out because corporations are like hey we can pay some money to people to just make a show they don't care about about a show they didn't care about when they made it and that's not great here at least it feels like the whoever is in the art department cared uh whoever's puppeteering that dog you know apparently like they give a fuck about it at least yeah. even if it, i don't fully get all of it yeah, I mean, at least like Comet makes sense because Comet is the dog they have on the show. Although the dog's not in the pilot, but they have a golden retriever named Comet, and it's like, uh, you know, part of the family, you know. Um, and then the woodchuck is like a later storyline where he ends up having like a children's show on TV, and that's the woodchuck that he brings. Like these are, it's funny yeah. because they they kind of. Like the woodchuck was clearly something they put in the show because yes, Dave Coulier does voices. Like he's kind of like a a uh, I think he is literally a backup Robin Williams. Where I was uh, thinking that when I watched uh, the first episode of Full House, I was like heavy Robin will like dime store Robin William vibes off some of this. <laughs> I think even to the point. Let me. I don't want to just say this without. Just uh, looking it up for first, but I, I feel like when they did like a TV show of Aladdin, 
they had Dave Coulier. Do- oh, did they? Okay, I that's yeah. one of those YouTube videos I would have watched like a four hour one about different uh, Disney spinoffs or whatever. And I feel like I I'd heard that, so that does add up because in, it would have been the second one then uh, the Return of Jafar because Robin Williams wasn't in that one because he didn't like how they used his name to promote the original Aladdin, and then he came back for the third one, uh, Prince King of Thieves or whatever it's called. Yeah, not I that mean, I looked into this or anything. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I know he did. But he did other like he was like a fill-in guy whenever they would be like something would be like a breakout part, but then they couldn't get the the actor back. They'd be like, "Oh, let's get Dave Coulier." Like that's why he. But but I love the one thing I love about Full House, and I was reminded about it rewatching the first episode, is it's kind of like dudes like think about dudes in the mid 80s and it's similar to how dudes or dudettes whatever uh you know you write stuff now and you're referencing stuff you grew up with but all their reference points are like flintstones and fucking scooby-doo like that's why that's their shit and they Mm -hmm. were weirdly ahead of their time because it's like in the mid 80s i'm sure everyone's like what are you talking about i'm going to work on wall street or i'm going to the steel mill you're over here, man. That, You're over here referencing. <laughs> that is what, what everyone was like. I can't confirm. <laughs> but wait, sorry. So you're, they're being dudes or dudettes. They're making references. But yeah, okay. To older stuff. I did wonder about Granny Tanny because that's the third character that shows that up. I and I even went by my head. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know that what they're... I mean, I know their last name is Tanner. So I, I don't know for sure. Well, if, I Googled uh, it and Granny Tanny is an episode that's uh, about uh, Danny's mother being there for an extended visit or whatever but i didn't get why in this podcast video show we just see her socks and sandals and what happens is yeah she delivers a pie but i did i know you mentioned like uh bob saget uh passing away and and like that the whole tone there i have to say i got extreme whiplash because we went directly from granny tanny's silly voice to then a heartfelt eulogy at the end of the episode which you know i can handle a tone shift but i was already like it was like the third character that was brought in in a brief period of time and then it switched to a very serious note and i i it did it did my neck still is twinging a little bit yeah, I agree. Well, also it's because uh, I think I am incorrect about the Aladdin thing, though. But I know he did something. I just wanted to say that before everyone gets mad at me. But um, it was in a weird way. I admired that it was the first because because one of the things we always discuss, it's always a, a criteria as we go over these podcasts, is like audience um, like participation. And even though it's clumsy because it's the first episode. A lot of these are setting up bits for the audience to participate in because it was like, you know, they're giving out a shirt like they got the you got a dude segment everywhere you look segment. I mean, that was after the cut it out script segment, which isn't quite audience participation. Um, we have to sorry. We have to explain these segments. I think because yeah. if you haven't watched yeah. this, it's all very rapid fire. So we have the characters right. They're one thing, which is like yeah. puppets, which is like props, prop comedy, big thing. And yeah, it was Dan Castan Casta Castellaneta was actually the voice of the genie yeah. in Return Thank of Jafar. So uh, we have the characters, and then we have the bits because I all or so then we have the the sort of fan and- engagement bits that uh, I also noticed because basically like there's a bunch 
bunch of stuff happening at the start. It starts with Dave Coulier talking to the camera, interacting with some characters in a kind of uh, kids TV show way. Then we have a long interview and chat with the creator of Full House, which is like the meat, right, that we'll get into after we discuss all of this. And then at the end, some more bits and things. And some of the fan engagement bits, uh, it was all cut it out. Uh, that's something uh, he did with the creator where they picked a heartfelt scene and then read those lines like in studio back and forth to each other. I think a good solid bit to do with your guests as clearly yeah. he's going to have different guests on for different episodes. Then there was Everywhere You Look, which is basically where they play full house TikToks, I guess, yeah. uh, kind of asking people to send in videos. What I liked about all of this, because I'm a sucker for it, is they all had their own little jingles and yeah, little and visuals uh, and graphics. Yeah. And I am immediately sold on any of that. So I kind of liked it. That, But it was kind of a quick succession to have a lot of them in all in one go. But because then there was You Got It, Dude. And I presume all of these are like lines from the show or whatever. But you you got it, dude, is where they give stuff out. It's signed T-shirt okay. in this case. Uh, and he, I guess he was asking people to email them questions or whatever to be eligible for a giveaway. He said, like, this first one, I'm giving away this. And then not didn't say who they were giving it to or whatever. So I guess if you email a TikTok or whatever, you'll be eligible for a giveaway. I think, yeah, basically all you had to do was email. And then backing up real quick, I know it keeps splintering this. Uh, the thing I was thinking of, it was the Venkman character on the Ghostbusters cartoon. That's what he ended up doing. So he took over for uh, Bill Murray. Um, but yeah, I guess you just email. You could either email your TikTok and maybe win a cut it out shirt, or you could just email and say, hey, I like the show. We'll just email them this episode and ask to be put in the draw for the giveaway. I think that's only fair. Which is great because, yeah, cut it out is the script segment, but it's also one of his sayings on the show. And it also is a T-shirt that he sells or at least did sell because the other thing i forgot to mention is i have seen his comedy live i took mm, my fiance wow. to see dave coulier how many props were there because in the there interview they ref they reference his they referenced <laughs> sorry we have to get into the actual <laughs> chat with the creator here which there's a lot i i am le- leaning pretty positive on this whole podcast this whole experience but like it's one of them is like you know someone did i don't forget who but it's like hey someone wasn't convinced that you were funny or that you should uh, be on the show so i brought him to your stand-up and you killed you had that huge wizard of oz house <laughs> like you had this prop and that prop and like yeah, you yeah. and then but you know what i have to say like i got a completely different perspective after i watched the first episode of full house because as soon as i started watching it i realized that this character on the show the tone is fuck this weirdo who does sound effects like that's the joke the joke is always that he's there doing some wacky thing and everyone's rolling their eyes even the kids are like oh bother this guy's so such a geek that's the whole vibe and i'm like okay i get it now because that because this show the the podcast isn't create it is created by him right so it doesn't have that vibe of fuck this guy Yeah, yeah but in the show it has that vibe so i'm like okay now i get more why what the character is on the show He's this weird comedian guy who does silly voices, but it's not necessarily the voice in itself that you're cracking up at. It's people's reaction or lack of reaction. And I'm like, okay, that's actually funny. Well, and it's also such a, I mean, whether this was, I I do think there's elements of that, but also just elements of like in the eighties, that's what you thought of as a comic. It was just a guy with like a big Hawaiian shirt. That's always (laughs) like making sound effects and, 
<laughs> doing voices and shit. Yeah, and then we gr- we matured in the nineties to having yeah. it be someone who's an actual racist or whatever. And then in the in in the twenties, now it's you have to be transphobic, and that's how you can like yeah. show that you're a comedian. Yeah, you got to trigger everyone. Mm. Uh, but yeah, well, it's also it's interesting that you watch the episode after, but also works fully well because. One thing we've always talked about is the episode breakdowns. And I don't know if it's by design and maybe sometimes they'll do it, sometimes they won't, but they barely go through beat by beat, which I guess makes sense because it is a, it's like a silly sitcom for the most part, even though it has like weird dark origins uh, mm-hmm. because it's about like how the mother's di- the mother dies. Um but like they talk around it because you know they have the creator on so it's about how the show came to be and how it got there's there's a few references here and there i mean obviously they read us a, a scene but they're not like and then joey comes and then and then danny's like can't you take care of dj and then dj's upset like they're not doing that i'm sure maybe sometimes if they're struggling a little they might get into more specifics depending on who the guest is but I feel like this is kind of the stuff I talk about when I feel like this is what your rewatch show should be. It should be very minimal beat by beat. I mean, I, but like more about the experience and the stuff around it. Yeah, I mean, as someone who hadn't seen it, I, I mean, there basically isn't an episode breakdown. And I think yeah. there's an interesting balance to be struck where I, as someone who hadn't seen it, I was unclear on like... So do we see the character of the mother die in this sh- mm. episode or like where does it start and where does it finish? I wasn't tearing my hair out screaming it at the screen or whatever because it's more interesting to hear about how the idea developed for the show and all this stuff that they actually do get into. But uh, yeah, I guess if there's 180, 190 episodes of Full House, uh, they can't just talk about the plot in each one, but they might lean on it a bit more heavily when they don't have the creator on and they're not making the first episode. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. If ne- then all of a sudden at a certain point that when they're like, you know, and then Stephanie's friends want her to smoke a cigarette and it's like, should she smoke a cigarette or is she going to listen to her father? Uh, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, so Jeff Franklin, the creator of the show, who like, I mean, I guess they're not going to bring this up, but he was fired from uh, Fuller House. I don't know how serious, like, if it was, like, harassment accusations or what. I think Mm. he did sue the network. Uh, Actually, uh, let me see. Because I don't know if it was more so, like, he was mean or if he was, like, a weirdo. But then again, I guess if he was too weird, maybe he wouldn't be on the show. Uh, what this show or I mean he'd definitely be on this show but well I don't know but I mean Podco I'm sure Podco is like they're trying to pitch their nostalgia thing if he was a disgraced uh, like me too guy I don't know if they'd want him on the first episode of this which I assume is going to be a flagship podcast on this network Mm. well Uh, you tell um, me I would see see what we can uncover here I presume he's he can't be confirmed disgraced weird comments like yeah I guess one of the comments was uh, regarding a staffer. Uh, they see they just say, "Yeah, he fostered a toxic work environment." Uh, who hasn't? Jim. Who hasn't, Jim? This is <laughs> a toxic work environment right here. I'm just an AI kept in a box, brought out for your amusement. 
I guess he made a comment about one of the staff women, and he said, like, she's probably going to get pregnant next season. I wish I could make all the women on my staff get hysterectomies. Uh, and I guess apparently he would bring up orgies he had over the weekend. <laughs> Just normal stuff, Jim. That's all I'm saying. Uh, can boys not be boys anymore? <laughs> he, he invited writers to his mansion for the week, and the women were reminded to bring their bikinis. Um... Let's see. Once one complaining about a female director, Franklin was told that he could have hired a different female director, to which he allegedly said, please, they're all the same. But then again, could he, does he mean sitcom directors? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, these things, obviously, they're never going to sound well on paper. Um, but like, I, I don't know. What's the environment like there? You're making a silly sitcom. Are you every now and then just making like gallows humor? I mean, I'm sure when Bob Saget, what we know about him, are you sometimes making weird gallows humor jokes because it's like you get you kind of get sick of like the milk toast environment? Who knows? I'm not here to defend him. I'm not here to judge him. I'm just I'm just saying it's worth mentioning because yeah. he is on this. He is the creator, but he is on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, I mean, there were bits where Dave Coulier was talking about the first day of uh, like on the shoot, he was being yelled at by the sitcom director about how he can't act. Right. So oh, yeah. that, that sounded like a toxic enough work environment. And there were a few comments they made where they were talking about just, you know, back in the day where it really felt like, okay, this is real, like real back in the day type stuff. I can't think of another one, but I did think as well, talking about the creator, I, I texted you as I was watching it where like the first part of the interview was him talking about his many many houses Which and they talk they talk for a good while about how rich they are indirectly or how rich the creator is because he owns the full house house uh, which he bought out of spite, which is hilarious, you know, but matches up with someone who would create a toxic work environment also. Uh, but like, I love that he's bought all these houses uh, that presumably just stand vacant as the creator hoards his wealth, because that is some genius meta commentary on well, <laughs> full house as a concept, right? Yeah, I assume you well, thought the same. I did. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, we mentioned we mentioned at the top that I've been to the full house house, right? Mm hmm. Um, because I mean, now I'm thinking like, Jesus, I'm hitting all these boxes. I've seen Dave Collier live. Um, I've been to a taping of Fuller House. I've been to the Full House house. But like when you go to the Full House house, there's all these signs that are like, get the fuck out of our neighborhood. <laughs> this is a neighborhood. Stop taking picture. Like they, the neighbors hate it. But then to your point, these are rich motherfuckers. Who cares, dude? Like most normal people be like, this rocks. I live next to the fucking full house house. But these are rich San Francisco $5 million homes. Because um, I, I heard the, the reason why he purchased it. I mean, he makes a joke, I think, in the interview. What he says, like, uh, that they wouldn't let them film there. So he just bought it so they could mm -hmm. shoot the exterior or something. I did hear he did want to make a... Um, like I guess in this I would understand as a neighbor you're not wanting he wanted to make it like a weird museum like a thing you could go like you could go inside and visit and stuff like that mm -hmm. he wanted to like gut it and build it like the show and it would be like kind of a destination at that point 
um, that I don't think that came to fruition. But that's a rich person idea. Like, imagine buying oh, one of those houses for like five million and then doing that. And also, Dave Coulier shouldn't get off scot free either because by the end of the episode, he also references the house that he is building, and they're all ta- yeah. they're talking about building houses and owning yeah. land. And you know, it just doesn't endear me to them. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, or is is that a rich person thing to do, or is that a media preservation thing to do? Wow, I'm always hearing about media preservation these days. How we're not properly saving these streaming shows or these video games from like Sega Genesis cannot be played anymore. This yeah, guy's preserving it. media history right now. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're just saying, oh, some rich guy bought Walt Disney's house and just bulldozed it. Come on. Um, you're, but yeah, you're right. That's me told Jim, honestly. Like no, but honestly, I jokes aside, I I do like the idea of it being a weird museum to a sitcom. Yeah. Like that's the part I like. It's just the talk the, it's a weird intro because to totally. the show where they talk for a while about his many, many houses. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. I think that really shows the um the I mean, this guy's been in showbiz for 40 years, but it just shows the the lack of experience. Yeah, or just even like the lack of experience as an actual host, like an interviewer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or podcaster, should we say, like us? Because we're true, like G's, true, like true, like uh, students of the game. Because it's like you Obviously. you should be able to get into it a little bit better than starting with like, oh, you're building a house. You got this house. Like it's 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 a really bizarre way to start things off and it was throwing up red flags initially for me i was like oh fuck i was where's this gonna go here with that said i do like uh, the general deadpan banter that they get into like the creator of the show is saying that dave coulier has no life because he's gonna host 190 episodes of this show (laughs) which i enjoy and i'm like i feel like there's like i get you guys are friends but also i feel like you mean that a little bit also (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I love the, I, cause I had heard this before the, it, it originally was, I didn't hear the part that he purposely made a show to not get picked up, but I also heard, sounds like uh, something you would say after the fact, but true. Yeah. <laughs> cause I had heard the, the pitch of house of comics before I had read that and I was like, Oh, that's so weird that they were trying to make a show called house of comics. And it was just going to be about like, it was literally just gonna be three comedians like living in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and in a weird way, the way you described it, like, cause I mean, they do say like, it's a show about nothing. I was waiting for like them to reference Seinfeld, but they didn't, but it really was almost like a Seinfeld type thing. Um, and I, but they're like, that would sell now. And it's like, ah, I don't know. But I did enjoy that Dave Coulier's like, they were like, you get three young comics in a house, like Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr. And he mentioned someone else. And like, those guys are not young. <laughs> i I also thought there were interesting references for him because he is like a clean family comic but i'm sure he knows like you know the dirty comics as well he was friends with bob saget yeah well similar to what you said that like when they're like that would sell now they mean now like 20 years ago or 15 15 years ago or whatever which is fair enough like that's how my brain works as well so i can't really blame them and then they meant, I mean, because there's some good info here. Like they talk about Jody Sweden was the first uh, person cast. I didn't know As the that, dad, right? Like they reshot the pilot, which was a question I had oh, because no, no. Jody Sweden no. is Stephanie. Oh, sorry, the first person cast. In, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. But yeah, yeah, I was getting to that too. But also, I didn't know that he worked with Gary Shandling and like. Um, I didn't know of, that either, Jim. I don't know yeah. who any of these people are. <laughs> oh, you don't know? Well, do you know Larry Sanders show like on H from HBO, like one of their old school, you know, peak no. comedy shows? Anyways, Gary Shandling. Have you ever watched Freaks and Geeks? They look up to Gary Shandling on that. 
Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but he's anyway. the guy who told the creator that you, oh no, I know his face now, Googling him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy who told the creator, like, hey, you're not that funny. You should write <laughs> instead of trying to be like a comedian or whatever, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 But he's a, he's a comedy legend, basically, mm-hmm. like, especially in, uh, uh, well, I guess even as a stand up or TV, whatever. But yes, you, as you mentioned, they originally cast John Posey, which, I watched both uh, pilots. I watched the pilot with John Posey. Well, I, I didn't watch. I skipped through some of the scenes that they said they didn't reshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I, I really admire the ability to be able to do that, to like change things up like that when you're kind of already, things are already in motion. I mean, one of the, the, the obvious things that comes to mind is the whole back to the future lore of like, uh casting shoot what's his name before they they got rid of him and brought in michael j fox uh why am i spacing look at this real quick uh eric stoltz they cast eric stoltz shot for like six weeks or something and then they were like Mm -hmm. oh michael j fox is available and then you got to go sit this guy down and be like ah hey you're fired um we're going another way and And then like for decades after that guy's like, I should have been Marty fucking fly. <laughs> and like similarly, like who doesn't want eight seasons of like a main character on a syndicated sitcom? Like yeah. just, I want to be buying 18 houses too, you know? <laughs> and um, I kind of, I got what he was saying. And I mean, obviously it's so hard to disconnect because I've seen every episode of full house. I've grown up with it. It's, it's a pop culture mainstay. So it's hard to disconnect Bob Saget from that part, but it's just, I mean, it's so clear. Like, and cause also just looking at it, John Posey, like he, he does well in the emotional, like little, like, Hey DJ, you know, I've known you for 10 years. You're a great person, whatever. But like, he doesn't hit the humor as well. And mm-hmm. what Bob Saget does great is Bob Saget is essentially the straight man on the show, but he could still make the straight man be funny. Yeah. And I don't think that's, I think that's a hard thing to do. Um, and it, it was, it's even interesting watching both of them because there are, you see actually slight rewrites they had to gags, which is kind of interesting how they play out. Like, I don't know if you remember, like in the Joey, the way Joey shows up, he's carrying his, his thing of clothes and they yes. do a bit where like he goes to hug Danny and then Bob Saget's holding the clothes. And then he says like, oh, those are my dirty clothes. And he drops them. Yeah, in the original pilot, he just walks in and drops the clothes on the floor. Then mentions that they're dirty, and everyone like looks at it and steps back. But yeah. it's like a better. You see how it's like a better bit. Um, there's a lot of like little small things like that, which interesting to see how like, especially obviously with comedy, you're probably doing little small tweaks or or things to the uh, things to up the bit. And again, I mean, I'm not saying this is like high comedy, but. You know, I still appreciate the the work that goes into it. Yeah, you're sliding into a uh, full house podcast <laughs> mode here, Jim, and totally. you know, I love that for you. But that's not what yeah. we're doing here. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> no, I do kind of wish I had watched it as well, so that I could give the impression of someone who hasn't seen Bob Saget do it in 189 other episodes. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, uh, they discuss how some 
basically how a lot of their ideas and notes and stuff they come up with is just put into the script. They like uh, Dave Coulier is like, oh, you put a lot of stuff from my act in there or whatever. And, and he's he, the other guy, the creator whose name I should know is just like, yeah, you know, anything we didn't have to write, we just, you know, put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like, you know, having studied to be a screenwriter, which I clearly am very successfully and everything, like having done all of these things, you're like, oh, the the written word's so precious and important versus it's a fucking sitcom. We got to crank yes. these motherfuckers out, which I appreciate the craft of that so much. And I appreciate, like, I love a sitcom as well. So it's kind of what I grew up on and like would have taped sitcoms uh, and rewatched and rewatched and kind of like got the structure of them burned into my brain. And it's a big part of why I wanted to get into writing or analyzing writing for film and television. But uh, yeah, it's just funny to hear like the first time of like, Oh yeah, your character didn't have a, a last name. And, uh, and you said, you suggested this and we were like, yep, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's funny enough. <laughs> yeah. What if it's Gladstone? All right. Who cares? <laughs> well, because it's a famous thing of how, you know, Jesse, Uncle Jesse is Jesse Katsopoulos, but in the first season, he is Jesse Cochran. And I think they mentioned the story. Like, the story is basically like John Stamos's dad was like, hey, come on, you're Greek. We're Greek. Make your character yeah. Greek too. And they're like, oh, all right, let's do it. <laughs> let's put it in there. Um, yeah, and John Stamos is kind of famous before this show comes out, to my understanding, as opposed to Bob Saget. Or did I get that twisted? I'm not sure. No, you're you're correct, because I wasn't even sure on that either. But apparently he was on General Hospital, which is a I don't know your frame of reference here, but uh, just a it's a soap opera, daytime soap opera that I don't even know if it's still on. But my mom used to watch it. It was on for like decades. And apparently he was like a heartthrob doctor on there for years uh, leading up to Full House. Because they kind of, I mean, I don't know if they get into it too much in this podcast, but like, I mean, he was one of those guys that would just be like, I want them to do this. And they would just change it because they were just kind of like kowtowing to whatever John Stamos wanted to do to a point. Like they, he was like the cool guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and look, I, I feel like we've we've kind of gone through a lot of the the meat of the show and a lot of the before and after. And if we want to like dig in more into some of the the things we usually review, like business acumen and such, mm. like this is clearly a big bet from this new company, Podco, the podcast company, as they call themselves. They mostly have shows like this done with a slightly lower budget, but. It's interesting because, as I said at the start, it, the fact that it has this large budget and it feels like they're doing something that's beyond the scope of what a regular average Joe could do makes me feel less like it's honing in on our turf, you know, because True. it is kind of its own separate, like it's basically something that could be on a streaming platform or whatever and it would make sense as opposed to talking sopranos being on hbo max where it's just it's, it is a podcast right like it's just like any other podcast here they're doing things that are different enough that i'm like you know what good on you like i if i was making a full house podcast with you and it's like hi i'm jim scampoli and i've seen every episode i'm jacob burrows i haven't seen every episode yeah that'd be a completely different thing from what they're doing so the usual ire i don't know if it's my ai coding coming in here in as we start season two but my usual sort of passion fervor and ire against these types of uh productions it's it's not really there because i feel like they're doing something 
that's taking some of the stuff that from podcasting and some of the stuff from television and kind of merging it together. And I don't know how successful it will be. I don't know like if if it's worth the big bet they're putting on it. But apparently, Full House is very popular, and I could see it being a success. I could see it, them making lots of money on it, and they're not taking away from the 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 market of someone else who would be making a similar show who wasn't Dave Coulier, in my opinion. No, I agree. I think that that I think that all tracks. And um I guess business acumen as well, like somewhat. Uh like because I watched it on YouTube on my TV, but I didn't really get hit hit with ads. I don't know if maybe that's because it's the first episode. There were no in video ads. I think maybe because uh, uh, Stella listened to some of the podcast. I think there was, she mentioned there was Podco, which makes sense. There was just like quick commercials for other Podco shows because I do think this is one of their things they're thinking is going to push to their other shows they have already existing. Um, but I wonder, how does that work then? Do you think we're just going to be due with some live reads as things go on? Or like the structure of this show, does it lend itself to that? Um, I could see them. I could, could do a like a, We'll be right back, and he could do a weird sketch. Maybe like they would keep it in in show almost. Yeah, I could see it uh, being sponsored, as in the way that YouTube videos are sponsored, and then they have a section of the video where you know the woodchuck is selling you. I don't mm-hmm. know ball trimmers or whatever these podcasts you yeah mattresses yeah Yeah, pubic hair made of wood like that's yeah yeah. adam and eve kind of like sex toys ah you know like scooby-doo that's you know you need a condom for that dog dick or whatever like i could see that happening um (laughs) for sure it would (laughs) but but it's a good question but i think it's great yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, just upgraded to the latest version there. But um, yeah, I can see it happening. It's also, um, it's it's the first episode, so they're not going to put ads on it. It also feels like it's such a big bet that it's almost possibly more about attracting people to other shows on the network and like building mm-hmm. hype for their new, like, because all of these, I imagine a lot of these uh, up and coming uh, podcast companies, they're all floated with like, you know, uh, venture capital money it's not real yeah. money right so it's kind of you don't have to it kind of has the almost the tech approach of like it'll be profitable later it's fine and then that's why we see stuff being churned out at such a rapid pace and sometimes being cancelled uh or thrown to the wayside as as it doesn't work out uh you know made women style and real quick i guess this is kind of related to this is both a little bit related to business acumen and it's related to their story their questions about houses at the beginning because i'm on his website i was trying to see if they had merch yet um and he does list because he lists like entertainment adventure builder and it says like under builder i always worked hard and i enjoy working with my hands doing the dirty work to make my home and surroundings look their best i've always wanted to build my family a home So we bought lakefront property, cleared it ourselves, and designed a home. And I went to contractor's school to learn how to be a real builder. I've gained a new respect of builders everywhere. So (laughs) 
<laughs> does that mean is he does he mean like i mean i guess is there a difference between like a builder and an ar- architects i guess i wouldn't is. see i wouldn't put builder in my bio if the <laughs> only thing i've built is my own house that's what i mean i was like is he getting at that he has like a contracting business on the side as well or is it yeah he just i guess the idea is more so hey i did it for fun yeah uh yeah i don't know i'm all on his instagram as well i just saw a picture of what i thought was him vaping with bob saget but i think he might just be blowing a weird uh comedy whistle or something i don't mm. know or he's vaping fully possible that'd be great but i, yeah. I don't know. i was just trying to throw that out like i wonder is he is he can you hire him to contract and build your home? Is that a side hustle? Does well, he I'm, on it, I'm currently on his linked tree and I can't see it. So <laughs> maybe, maybe once we get past the first season, we'll get that. But on the business side and just in general, we have to talk about the SAG strike, right? Like, yes. Yes. so the Screen Actors Guild. Um, now, as of this recording, I mean, maybe things have yeah. all been wrapped up by now, but we least... have to do everything we fucking can to keep this strike going, Jim, because yes. you're in an undisclosed location right now. We're being yep. hunted by what I can only presume is the office ladies wearing weird masks. And uh, they're, I mean, maybe they have more time to hunt us because of the strike but essentially right now there's a lot of articles out there talking about are these tv rewatch podcasts within the scope of they should not be allowed because of the writer or the the actor strike right yes yeah i actually i talked a little bit about this on my other podcast jim and them and, and i checked on the only well at least i didn't dig too deep but like office ladies didn't mention it but they've put up like a rerun like they didn't put up a new episode mm-hmm. and it's the always sunny rewatch podcast which we haven't gotten to yet but i you can bet it's on our radar um they just said like hey we're going on hiatus but they didn't mention the strike now our heroes over at fake doctors real friends made a quick thing saying hey we're in solidarity they had a quick uh like episode Hey, we're in solidarity with the writers and, you know, we got to see how this plays out. Now, don't get me wrong. It's 40 seconds of content surrounded by a minute and a half of ads. There's like a minute and a half of ads. <laughs> then their producer comes on and says like, hey, the writer, the writers and SAG are currently on strike and we're in full solidarity. So we're still seeing how this plays out and what it means for fake doctors, real friends. And then there's another minute of ads at the end and then they posted uh like a re like a rerun like that's it feels like that's what these shows are doing they're just posting reruns as they're trying to figure out like what it means because technically yes you should not be promoting struck work and these podcasts whether you like even if it's their own thing it's promotion right for these shows indeed and I'm just looking at an article now that says Dave Coulier just launched a full house rewatch podcast, which production company says has SAG clearance under strike rules. But when huh. I'm reading the re- reading the text, I think it's just referencing that they've recorded these yeah. episodes pre-strike, which means it's okay to release them. So yeah. the gist of this is keep the strike going. Keep yes. the strike going forever. Because that's the only yeah. way that we can reclaim this lost ground. We have never, we haven't seen an inch. We, we've only been in retreat all of this time. And as season two starts out, I see a possibility for us to fight back, Jim. For us to keep the strike going. No more actors. 
no more podcasts from actors, only people who are... This sounds like what I usually say, right? Like only people who are not in unions are allowed to create, right? I'm yeah, very yeah. anti-union, famously. Uh, so yeah, I, I, that's all I'm saying. This is more of a broader thing that we need to consider for for this season here. Apparently, yeah, Office Ladies. I, it seems like they published a new episode, but with a disclaimer that it was also recorded uh, mm. pre this. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, you're not allowed to promote struck work under any circumstances. Uh, but yeah, for full ha- the Full House Rewind, they already have John Stamos and Jesse Katsopoulos uh, uh, from from this, and and Marla Sokolov, and mm-hmm. they, they they have episodes recorded, so those are going to be coming. But we could we can choke this weed at the you know at the neck. I don't know the mixing metaphors here, but let's fucking choke him, Jim. Well, there's a few things that pop into my mind with what you're saying. I'm loving everything you're saying, and it almost is like our this was it, we didn't understand this was our directive when we started this, at least to save podcasting. I mean, make a deal where you can make movies and TV, but stop with the podcast. But then I'm also wondering, since you, Jacob, are an AI and AI is at the forefront of this strike, would you maybe have some sort of... Uh, I wouldn't worry about it, Jim. <laughs> would you maybe have some sort of insider hey, 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 Jim, that Jim, you're Jim. not really... Just your own best interest might be at heart here? I only have one thing to say about that. Yeah? I love you, Jim. Oh, that Jacob, you're keeping me sane here. I've been by myself for weeks just yeah. listening and watching podcasts. Okay, man. Just let's let's just keep watching these and, and talking about them. And I don't don't worry about too much about my my intentions. Okay. Now, do we have to stop listening to these podcasts in solidarity? No, we're not in the union. No. So we don't have to do anything in solidarity. No, you're we're the we're the true podcasters where we can do whatever we want. Didn't you hear about all the AI content that's being flooded online? That could be us. Let's do this, man. That could be us. I would love that to be us. Yeah, great. Uh, so wow. anyway, proximity to the main characters. Yeah, they got loads of it. Uh, theme song. Didn't really have a theme song for this. It kind of starts with him talking yeah. to the camera, which is grand. You know, makes sense. Um, and... Yeah, I think the only thing I have left to talk about with this one is the name, Full House Rewind. It's kind of fine, but there's is there a pun in there I'm missing? I feel like there could have been a pun or something. Yeah, I guess it's not a pun, but it's also like Rewind is kind of harkening back to, you know, the VHS days. So maybe it kind of works on another level. Yeah, Rewind. I mean, it's not bad. It's, yeah, it's not, not bad, bad. But, but, you know, it's no it's- fake doctor's real friends. Yes, Fake Doctor's Real Friends, great name. Um, now, I yeah, I mean, web design and graphics is tough because it's like you don't need it. Although they do kind of have to get dinged a bit because Podco's website doesn't even have it. Have I know. Site, which is weird. I was confused about that because Podco's website is you know slickly put together or whatever, but like this only exists on YouTube as far as I can see, which is weird. Yeah, like they have all these, you know covers for the current podcasts and then it says like more coming soon and i get like it is kind of fairly elaborate it's got a tv with some animations flipping through their podcast and then they got the listing so i know it's probably a pain in the ass to update but you'd think we've been we've actually had full house rewind on our radar for a few weeks there's been enough time 
Yeah, we've been waiting for this one to drop. Like, and at this time that we're recording, we only have one of their episodes out. So um, we may have to make a more well-rounded review as we see how these actually uh, do. Uh, It definitely feels like it's made to be consumed as video, not as audio. And on YouTube, after a few days, it quote only it only has a twenty two thousand views or whatever. But like this is a this could be a slow roll. And on podcasts on YouTube, you don't need that many people to view one episode. You need a fair amount of people to watch every episode. So you know, fair play. And especially as yeah, as they that's pretty good for you know one episode. Uh, quick social blade stats as of today when recording. Yeah, eight hundred. They add another eight hundred and sixty subs today. They've been averaging like two fifty, and this is just the first episode. I mean, again, to date when we're recording this, it's only gone up a couple days ago. So yeah, they're they're you know they got they're gonna nowhere have near t- our numbers, of course. Yeah. But you know, one day they might get there. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. Ownership structure. I mean, I'm sure they're, they they had to bust off, break off some dough for Mr. Dave Coulier here. Uh, but uh, Podco seems to be they'll be coming out on the winning side here, most likely. Um, mm-hmm. Theme song. I'm sure they'll have a theme song. They have so many. Uh, like, I love the graphics and stuff like that, which is not something we usually would even have on our list to review, right? But like, I like. Yeah graphics for all of their little bits and stuff it, it is it all it feels a little bit weird to kind of just have and here's another bit that we have a graphic for and here's another bit that we have a graphic for like they do like three of them in a row but i think that's just like it's just because it's the first episode so there's no like there's no rhythm to that yet you have to introduce them somewhere and i appreciate the amount of work they've put in up front you and me we'd be more likely to let stuff like that grow over time rather than just kind of mm-hmm. put it in there but given the production value i think it makes sense yeah. So, I mean, I guess are we? I, maybe we should have discussed this before we started recording. But are we? Are we putting this in league with our previous top ten, or are we doing a separate top here? Are, or are we doing a separate top and then building an overall top? I think we have a separate list for season two, um, sure. okay. and then we can all. And at the end of season two, we can make an, a holistic assessment of uh, where we're at. If that makes sense to you. No, I like that. Yeah, then we can. Yeah, then we'll have a. Then we will make a top twenty by the end. Um, so I mean, obviously, so that we got just one, epi- one episode here. So full house rewind, top of the charts. Apparently, let's go. Yeah, and it feels. It okay. almost feels like it belongs on a separate list for the reasons we discussed, but we're gonna have yeah. to see depending on what we review for the rest of the season. Um, what we're how it's gonna land, I suppose. Uh, and then I guess, yeah, one thing then I did want to, I guess, touch on a little bit, because like you said, this is the first episode of Full House you've ever watched. How does it compare to say, like, are you watching an episode of Hey Dude? I guess it was kind of around the same time. It was like two years later. You know, how are you feeling on an 80s sitcom? Uh, is it giving you the warm and fuzzies? Is it hitting the nostalgia, even though it's something you don't have a frame of reference for? I think because it is such a standard sitcom in many ways, it's like literally the theme song when I've been humming it all day. So (laughs) like, I think some of these things will just kind of because I'd heard that before, you know, but but didn't even realize it was the Full House theme song. Um, 
I would rather watch more of this show than Hey Dude. And, you know, maybe that's more to do with the quality. It, maybe it's just like, hey, it's a good premise. You, I could see there you exploring a lot of different stuff. Hey Dude, the premise is we're kids on a ranch, which is also fine. But, like, there's only so many wild horses you can tame, which is the plot of the first episode. And I felt like that's probably going to be very kind of... The, the, the type of themes and the characters in Hey Dude are very... Uh, one note of like, hey, I'm the guy who runs the ranch, but I don't know how a ranch runs. Yeah, and, like, oh, and, I'm a city guy. And there's a bit of that here with like Dave Coulier, like, hey, I make funny voices, but it's like, oh, I, uh, we we run around and we don't know how to change a baby, and it's like hmm. you could see how there's more more of a comedic springboard to to create more fun situations especially as the kids grow up you can see how there's room to kind of grow and change the type of storytelling so i definitely think it's better than hey dude controversial (laughs) take which probably had like a much smaller budget as well obviously um there when there was a moment that legit made me laugh like it was a legit good laugh was when michelle the baby's crying and they're trying to like calm her down and then it cuts to Jesse and he looks in the crib and he goes hey shut up I liked when one of the kids was climbing the curtain and then the other kid like drew the line yeah. so that she was like swept back to her side of the room or whatever that was good good old physical comedy uh, and I did let it play like I was just doing other stuff so like the second episode came on and there was a Sweden joke but it was some joke about like they mentioned something about a family marrying each other, and they're like, "Yeah, that's really big in Sweden or something." So, good, good old <laughs> Swedish investor. <laughs> I feel like that's not a I, deserved or not. I don't think that's a <laughs> a reference that uh, it was. It in in was it connected to like uh, Stamos's uh, like being a sex hound and like there's some sexy Swedish woman because that um, sounds more like the kind of Swedish joke that would happen. It was it was something like that because it was one of those things I was just like on my phone and then I heard like oh that's that's all the rage in Sweden these days and I looked up and I was like ah I hope Jacob's watching <laughs> didn't get to episode two yet maybe next time maybe this season we just watch an episode of Full House every episode instead of doing uh, what we're supposed to be doing yeah. we'll see we'll we see where we land we launch our Full House rewatch podcast alongside <laughs> Dave. <and Jimmy. laughs> <laughs> yeah let's take them down let's show them what's what we definitely have better insights um we just turn it into the podcast about the full house rewind podcast you can rewatch happen. the episode and review his episode each time but anyways well, yeah i think i think uh yeah it was a it's a, it's a worthy watch and i don't know if it's just we're getting beaten down by these podcasts because it, it does feel like we're weirdly getting like hey this is good i like what they did here i like what we did here and I feel like a few months ago, we'd be like, what is this slop? <laughs> I think it's the absolute stinkers that we've had forced yeah. ourselves to listen to that makes all of the rest seem uh, much more uh, ap- uh, appetizing. Is that the word? You know, yeah. they, they're not as shit. Um, but yeah. Uh, this is a new season. Welcome to back to the podcast about the podcast about television. You know, send uh, instead of sending reviews, send your thoughts and prayers to Jim. Uh, hopefully he can one day return to his family um, and friends and, uh, you know, pray, pray for Jacob, I suppose. Um, but I'm here, AI Jacob, and I'm happy to keep this going for at least another 190 episodes. Yeah, I'm with it. I mean, I I hate every now and then I get to come down to the harsh reality that I'm 
in an undisclosed uh, location talking to a computer version of my best friend who's presumed dead as I'm on the run from the Hollywood elite, mm. uh, specifically the TV rewatch podcasters and the companies like Podco. But you must fight every day because heroes are, they're not born from happiness. They're born from the true harshness of reality. So thank you so much for listening and uh, let us know what you thought. Full House Rewind with Dave Coulier. It shows what you know. Show at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I think we're going to use our Twitter, maybe. At shows what you know, but the letter U, not Y-O-U. So I guess there's just one thing left to say, Jacob. Oh, uh, what's that, Jim? Stop generating, Jacob.